In this episode of the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Proverbs chapter 6. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godwood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godwood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godwood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godwood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your beauty. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you so much for being the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the bright morning star, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Lord, I pray your Holy Spirit here. Father God, I feel you, Lord Jesus. I feel you here, Lord. Thank you so much for allowing your presence to be here, Lord. Thank you. I pray your blessing over the reading over your word. Help us be able to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear. And I pray for every woman of Christ who's listening to this podcast episode or who is on this live stream live, Lord, or who watches the replay, that you may bless her in the name of Jesus and according to your will, Lord. Bless her over her life, over her family, over her finances, over her purpose journey. Help her to step into what you've made her to be, Lord. I'm so excited to see what you have in store for the Godwood Girl community, Lord. It's just been so cool meeting and connecting with these women of Christ who love you so much, Father God. I'm so grateful. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today we're reading Proverbs chapter 6, and we are reading the message translation. It says, Dear friend, if you've gone into the hawk with your neighbor or locked yourself into a deal with a stranger... If you've impulsively promised the shirt off your back and now find yourself shivering out in the cold, friend, don't waste a minute. Get yourself out of that mess. You're in that man's clutches. Go, put on a long face, act desperate, don't procrastinate, there's no time to lose. Run like a deer from the hunter, fly like a bird from the trapper. So in the, I think it's the new international version, this has more to do with like debt and if you've promised to pay off somebody else's debt, but we can also look at it from our purpose journey as well. So if we have committed ourselves to denying what God asked us to do and have put all of our eggs in somebody else's basket, somebody else's dream, somebody else's journey, and we're literally ignoring our own. Go, go, run, be desperate, and beg to get out of that. <laughs> and this can have to do with a corporate job too. So when I made that big mistake in my business, my first business, and almost had to declare bankruptcy, I ended up saying basically no to my God-given purpose and putting all my eggs into the corporate dream basket, right? And so I focused on my energy and, intent and attention at being the best at doing my projects, at being the best at working with clients, at being the best at getting promotions and at being the best at developing my skills. And I literally latched myself onto this corporate America dream because my own business dream had failed. And this part in so that Solomon is talking about, run and get yourself out of that mess, that's literally what he says, get yourself out of that mess. Don't waste a minute, get yourself out of that mess. He was talking to me. Because I was committing myself to building somebody else's dream. I was committing myself to building somebody else's not-for-profit, somebody else's mission, somebody else's vision. And when you deny your own God-given purpose to latch onto somebody else's, you are always going to feel like something is off. 
You're always going to feel like something is missing every single day. Even as they, my job kept promoting me, even as my job kept giving me the biggest clients and the biggest projects, even as I was winning awards, sis, I always felt off. I always felt like I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And that feeling didn't go away until I started working on Godwood Girl. <laughs> Once I started working on Godwood Girl again, even while I was working my nine to five job, I finally felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, which was such a blessing. So if you have committed yourself to somebody else's vision purpose, it's okay. Just take a breath and get yourself out of it. <laughs> Still what you need to make sure you prioritize the time you spend working on your purpose journey. Yes, we can still help each other out. Yes, we can still support each other, but your all in needs to be on what God purposed you to do, not on what he purposed somebody else to do. This is Proverbs chapter six, verse six. You lazy fool. Oh my gosh. I don't mean this guys. I don't mean this. Okay. This is what the proverb says. <laughs> you lazy fool. Look at an ant. Watch it closely. Let it teach you a thing or two. Nobody has to tell it what to do. All summer, it stores up food. At harvest, it stockpiles provisions. So how long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back, take it easy. Do you know what comes next? Just this. You can look forward to a dirt poor life, poverty, your permanent house guest. Whew. Solomon be giving some fighting words, man. Why, why he had to say all that dirt poor life? Bruh, I just wanted to take a nap. <laughs> but what he's trying to say here is that all of us have to put in the work to get the harvest. There's no shortcut to stepping into our God-given purpose. There's no shortcut to achieving a dream, achieving a goal, achieving the destiny God purposed us to live. We cannot think that we're going to shortcut this process. It takes the work. It takes the time because the work that he put in is what led to him being able to fulfill his purpose on this earth and to give us a chance at salvation by believing in his name. In our own lives, we have to put in the work. That's what's going to prepare for the prepare the opportunity for us to see the harvest because we sowed the seeds today. So don't take them naps all the time. Like a healthy nap here and there is fine. But if you are constantly putting off the work to, to do your God-given purpose, then sis, Solomon says poverty is going to be a permanent house guest. <laughs> and we don't want that. Verse 12, riffraff and rascals talk out of both sides of their mouths. They wink at each other. They shuffle their feet. They cross their fingers behind their backs. Their perverse minds are always cooking up something nasty, always stirring up trouble. Catastrophe is just around the corner for them. A total smash up. Their lives ruined beyond repair. So if you think about people who talk out of both sides of their mouth, um, sometimes people call them hypocrites. I actually don't call them hypocrites. I think it's very natural to say one thing in one moment and then say something else in another moment. It happens to all of us. But when it comes to your God-given purpose, you have to be so careful about what you say you are capable of doing. If one day you're feeling hyped, you're feeling motivated, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to achieve this, and then the next day you're feeling so sad, you're feeling self-critical, and you're like, I don't know if I'm good enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not smart enough, I don't have enough money, you are now talking out of both sides of your mouth about your God-given purpose. And sis, the Bible says God cannot be mocked. What you sow, you will reap. So if you want to sow abundance and success and legacy, you need to speak that always. Don't speak out of both sides of your mouth with your purpose. Sometimes I have those negative thoughts and I, I can't help it. Those thoughts sometimes drift into my head and I'm like, Stephanie, can you really, can you really? 
but I don't let myself say them out loud anymore. That has made such a huge difference on my purpose journey. Even if the thought comes in my head, I do not let it come out of my lips. I don't speak it. If I'm talking about my God-given purpose, if I'm talking about God that would grow and making films and content creation, things like that, I keep it 100 positive. (laughs) I just don't let myself drift back into the negative anymore with the words that come out of my mouth. Verse 16, there are six things that God hates and one more that he loads with the passion. Eyes that are arrogant, a tongue that lies, hands that murder the innocent, a heart that hatches evil plots, feet that race down a wicked path, a mouth that lies under oath, a troublemaker in the family. Verse 20, good friend, follow your father's good advice. Don't wander off from your mother's teaching. Wrap yourself in them from head to foot. Wear them like a scarf around your neck. Wherever you walk, they'll guide you. Wherever you rest, they'll guard you. When you wake up, they'll tell you what's next. For sound advice is a beacon. Good teaching is a light. Moral discipline is a life path. Verse 24, They'll protect you from wanton woman, amen, from the seductive talk of some temptress. Don't lustfully fantasize on her beauty, nor be taken in by her bedroom eyes. Ooh, she has bedroom eyes, girls. <laughs> you can buy an hour with the, oh, the message be using some language that I don't normally use, okay? But this is in the Bible, so I'm going to say it. It says, you can buy an hour with the whore for a loaf of bread, but a wanton woman may well eat you alive. Can you build a fire in your lap and not burn your pants? Can you walk barefoot on hot coals and not get blisters? It's the same when you have sex with your neighbor's wife. Touch her and you'll pay for it. No excuses. Hunger is no excuse for a thief to steal. When he's caught, he has to pay it back, even if he has to put his whole house in hawk. Adultery is a brainless act, soul-destroying, self-destructive, Expect a bloody nose, a black eye, and a reputation ruined for good. For jealousy detonates. How do you say that word? Detonates. 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 (laughs) Girls, I can't say that word very well. For jealousy detonates rage in a cheated husband. Wild for revenge, he won't make allowances. Nothing you say or pay will make it all right. Neither bribes nor reason will satisfy him. So here at God That Will Grow, I don't typically talk about, you know, romance and relationships and things like that. My um, husband and my brother-in-law and his wife, we're all going to start a YouTube channel together where we talk about Christian dating because both both sets of us are married. My husband and I have been married for eight and a half years. My brother-in-law and his wife have been married for ten and a half years. So we definitely want to share um, those lessons that we learned that allowed us to find each other, praise Jesus. So we are starting that YouTube channel. But, and so here at God That Would Grow, I normally just talk about living your purpose, but since Solomon was so open about talking about whores and having sex with other people's wives and things like that in Proverbs chapter six, I do want to spend just a couple of minutes talking about, how do I say this? Being monogamous. There we go. That's the word, being monogamous, because there seems to be this psychotic understanding in, (laughs) in our culture where our women think it's okay for men to cheat on them. And it's driving me bananas. And it's, it's not just in pop culture, but we see many examples of this in pop culture where women are just saying, you know what? Yeah, he cheats as long as I don't find out about it. You know what I mean? And it's setting such a bad example for our girls and our teenagers who think, okay, yeah, so when I find a man, yeah, he'll probably cheat on me once or twice, but it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay for a man to cheat. It's not okay for a woman to cheat. 
It's never okay on either side. And I was watching this show yesterday and one of the women on the show, she said, yeah, all women go through this. And I was like, no, they don't. They don't. And let me tell you, my husband, all glory to Jesus, all glory to Jesus, all glory to Jesus, has never cheated on me a day in his life. And we have been together for 12 years. 12 since we started dating. My brother-in-law never cheated on his wife. My other brother-in-law never cheated on his wife. My sister-in-law never cheated on her husband. My husband's daddy never cheated on his mama. There are good men in this world who don't cheat. And we should not have the expectation of, oh, he may cheat on me once. No, no ma'am, no ma'am. We need to set the standard for ourselves. And girls, if he's cheated on you while you're dating, he will cheat on you while you're married. Please read the signs. Find a man who the Lord purposed you to be with, who sees respect of the Lord before his own wants and needs. Because it's not like my husband hasn't had the opportunity. My husband, fine. My husband's a fitness trainer. He got a body that's beautiful. He has women hitting on him all the time. It's because he respects the Lord more than what he wants for his own body. That's why he doesn't cheat. That's why his daddy didn't cheat. He respects the Lord more. We need to have that expectation for our spouses and the people that, we're, that we are with. We need to have that standard set. You will not run around on me. No, sir. I don't care. Oh, I heard this one man say, oh, all men are polygamous. No, sir. You want to be polygamous, you be single. You're not coming in my household <laughs> to my bedroom. No, sir. And it is okay for you to have those standards for yourself. Don't let any other woman tell you, oh, no, everybody does it. You have to expect. No, ma'am. Absolutely not. Set your standards in place. Read Proverbs 6 for yourself. Read what Solomon is saying to any man or woman who is thinking about wandering off. It's not worth it. Adultery is not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. And for you, my girls, if you are experiencing somebody cheating on you, don't put up with it. It is not okay. It is never okay for somebody to treat you that way. And you have 100% right to expect somebody not to treat you that way. 100% right. If you choose to go to counseling and work on it, that's fine. That's totally cool. And so many marriages have been repaired for that. That's totally fine. But having the expectation that, oh, he's going to cheat anyway, just don't let me find out about it. Absolutely unacceptable. It is. It's just completely unacceptable. <laughs> and I'm really excited to launch this YouTube channel with my husband and my in-laws, in God willing, because I just think we, we need to reset the standard of how we see ourselves as women and men, as godly women and men, the way that we need to treat our own bodies and treat our spouse's bodies according to the word of God. Um, so that's my little spiel. I know we don't normally talk about relationship stuff, but I just wanted to say that because it's been something on my heart for like 10 years now. Um, <laughs> but sisters of Christ, if you enjoyed this reading, but you're not quite sure what your God-given purpose is, remember I have the free Find Your Purpose Toolkit that'll help you discover God's purpose for your life. You can grab it by going to purposegift.com and it is free of charge. And if you don't yet know what it means to be a Christian, John 3:16 says, for God to love the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And what that means is that being a Christian means that you believe in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You believe in the sacrifice that he made. So if you want to make that decision, it's very easy. Just go ahead and repeat after me. And you say, dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. 
Sister Christ, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. No man can take it out. And sis, get into a Bible-based church in your community and get started reading the word of God. I always like to recommend starting with the book of John because it's literally God's love language to you. He loves you so very much. Thank you girls so much for joining me for today's Bible reading. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, love. So that's it for today's episode of the Godwood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godwoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at PurposeGift.com. Thanks for listening, Godwood Girl. I'll see you on the next one.